You're a nigga though. I like your style, son. Thank you for tuning in to Soul for Thoughts Podcast, a weekly podcast where we discuss topics from music, politics, relationships, to issues that affect our black community. A very entertaining podcast. You won't be disappointed. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to Soul for Thoughts Podcast. A podcast where the discussion will rock your soul. It's uncensored and no topic is off limits. Subject matters may be provocative and just downright offensive, but shit, at the end of the day, hey, we're just gonna tell it like it is. What's good, family? It's always a pleasure to be back fellowshipping with y'all. Slit Nation, we have some things to discuss today. We have to vent and get these thoughts out today. I know y'all can't interact or respond to me as I record, but I know when y'all hit us, y'all will connect and be able to vent as well. It's been a rough week emotionally. As you all probably know by now that we lost a legend, an icon. We lost a man who gave us excitement every time he touched the court. We lost the mamba. We lost Kobe Bean Bryant. My heart goes out to all the families that were affected by this tragedy. And when I got the news that he had died in a helicopter crash, I thought it was more fake news. I seen it reported on TMZ Instagram page, so I went to um, search it on Google. Nothing showed up. I figured it really had to be fake news now because no major news outlet was reporting on it. If he died, then I know it sure would be to make world news. So as I scroll social media some more, I started to see more and more posts about the crash. Now at this point, I'm searching for anything solid either way, whether it's a hoax or this treacherous news could in fact be true. Then it happened. CNN confirmed the report. ESPN confirmed the report. I felt numb. 
I felt sick. I was hurt. I was stunned, like, in just disbelief. How could this be? This is Kobe we talking about. The ultimate competitor. The man who scored 81. The man who was fearless. Not afraid of any challenge. The man who found a way to overcome all adversity and will himself to wins. To come out on top. No way this happened to my childhood hero. That feeling of numbness and disbelief turned into pain, hurt, sorrow. I was distraught. I couldn't accept it. It just seemed so unreal. Like this is a dream I'm ready to wake up from. The way he died just left so many questions. A helicopter ride he took plenty of times before. It was routine. And now on Sunday morning, it crashes. Which is crazy because it reminded me of his eventual career ending injury. He made a move he made a million times before. But this one time, he tore his Achilles. Even though he came back to play eventually after that injury, his career was never the same. He wasn't the Kobe we was used to seeing. So all this running through my mind as I'm trying to process this horrific news. Then on top of that, you got that. Y'all didn't even know him, people. So let me get this straight. Just because you don't know a person personally, you can't show hurt or emotion for them dying? Now that shit crazy. That's what's wrong with the world today. There's a lack of human decency, lack of compassion, and lack of empathy. Whether I knew him or not, I was fucked up about the news. And honestly, I can't even say that about people I knew personally. It's sad, but it's true. Kobe was the reason I enjoyed basketball. We might retire. No, I ain't want to see him go. But I knew I had Kobe to watch, so I was good. But when Kobe retired, basketball wasn't the same for me anymore. I grew up watching this man for 20 years. He was my childhood idol. So in my mind, he was extended family. And on top of that, his 13-year-old baby girl was there as well. Man. That is heartbreaking. So, yeah. The news of him dying, yeah, that shit hurt. That's like a singer or somebody who died. A Prince. A Michael Jackson or Whitney Houston. People were affected by their deals because their music took so many. Maybe it was getting them through a breakup. Getting them through life. Or just music that made them feel good. And that's the same with Kobe. His determination. His focus. His attention to details. And willingness to win. He gave his all to everything he sought out to do. He demonstrated that killer instinct on the court. That involved into the mama mentality. That high level of intense focus. 
and relentless approach to that he took in both preparation and competition. That's the type of mentality that people took and applied to their everyday life. We all should have that mama mentality when we're trying to achieve our goals. And as I said, and I think about this horrible event, I can't help but go back to a few points I tried to get across in recent episodes. One which was, who life would you save? What would your legacy be? And the other was forgiving and living life in the now. Delphi was makes us reflect and be thankful for life in our families. And that one glaring fact always presents itself, which is, you never know when it's going to be your time. You can buy anything that money will allow you to buy. But the one thing you cannot purchase is more time. You cannot take stats to the most high and say, I need more time. It doesn't work like that. So what would you do with the time you do have? Cubacy Legacy and the Marquis Made of the World will live forever. But what will your legacy be? What imprint would you leave for the next generation? And we also have to forgive and don't hold grudges because life is too short, man. Live life to the fullest because you never know when it's going to be your time. Before ending this segment, I want to read his dear basketball poem. His farewell to the game. He gave his all to the game that he loved. Dear Basketball. From the moment I started rolling my dad's two socks and shooting imaginary game winning shots in the Great Western Forum, I knew one thing was real. I fell in love with you. I love so deep I gave you my all from my mind and body to my spirit and soul. As a six-year-old boy deeply in love with you, I never saw the end of the tunnel. I only saw myself running out of one. And so I ran. I ran up and down every court after every loose ball for you. You asked for my hustle, I gave you my heart because it came with so much more. I played through the sweat and hurt, not because Challenge called me, but because you called me. I did everything for you because that's what you do when someone makes you feel as alive as you made me feel. You gave a six-year-old boy his Laker dream, and I always love you for it. But I can't love you obsessively for much longer. This season is all I have left to give. My heart can take the pounding. My mind can handle the grind. But my body knows it's time to say goodbye. And that's okay. I'm ready to let you go. I want you to know now so we both can savor every moment we have left together. The good and the bad. We had given each other all that we have. And we both know 
no matter what I do next, I always be that kid with rolled up socks, garbage can in the corner, five seconds on the clock, ball in my hands, five, four, three, two, one. Love you always. Kobe. He will forever be my GOAT. Rest up, King Bryant. This week's topic centers around Kobe and the mama mentality. Part of this mentality is taking accountability for your actions. Blaming no one else for your shortcomings and placing a responsibility solely on yourself. It's showing the ability to reflect on your actions and understand your role within those actions. Many people go through Life blaming others for their shortcomings or acting like the world owed them something. Nobody owes you anything, but you owe yourself everything. That starts with holding yourself accountable. The difference between the people who make it happen and the people who are stagnant is taking ownership, accountability. Kobe held himself accountable for being ready when it was time to get the job done. And he definitely held his teammates accountable as well for their actions. One thing to do when taking accountability is don't make excuses. I know I've been told this countless of times. But the time that stand out the most was when I got fired from Perigold. Perigo is a company that make pharmaceutical pills. I had this job when I was like in my early 20s. My first time ever having a full-time job. I had no responsibility, so I ain't take the job serious as I should have. I had got written up for a few infractions, but of course, each time I was called in the office, it was never my fault. It was always something that made me late. Something that made me forget my badge or something that made me not follow the company rules. This last incident, though, was the last straw. We were working seven days, I believe, and this incident happened on a Sunday. I had went out to the club that Saturday night and only had like a couple of hours of sleep, if that. So we had a laid back morning. We were supposed to sort pills. While the other dudes were sitting in the room, of course, I sat down for a minute. And the next thing I knew, I was opening my eyes, looking at the plant manager staring at me. I looked there at him like I just saw a ghost. He signaled for me to follow him. And I did. And we walked into the supervisor's office. The supervisor at that time was named Bill Cook. He said, tell Bill what you was doing. So I played laws. I said, huh? 
What you mean? He said, tell Bill what I caught you doing. I said, what? What, sit down? He said, don't forget sleep. I said, I wasn't sleeping. I just had my eyes closed because I have a headache and I'm waiting on the guys to finish setting up the room. At that time, I thought I was good. I thought they had bought it because they sent me back out and I continued to work. But the next morning, the next morning I got called into the manager's office. In there waiting was the manager, the supervisor, and the HR lady. I already knew what time it was. I knew I was about to get fired because these were the same people in the office the first time they tried to fire me. I sat and they gave me these long speeches. And I gave them the same story I had given the supervisor yesterday. The manager stopped me and said, no, not this time. Marcus, you're a great kid and have all the potential in the world. But it's time for you to grow up. You can't continue to make excuses. You have to start being responsible and taking accountability. I was told that again a few times after that. But that one time right there, I was replacing my head and it just stuck with me. So eventually I had to take a long look at myself and start to reevaluate myself. I can't continue to make excuses or place blame on others for my failures or situations I was creating for myself. From time to time, I had to keep reminding myself of that. I set responsibility and do not place blame. When you change your mentality or how you view things, your outlook on life will begin to change. I tell my sons this all the time because I want to instill accountability in them at an early age. My oldest son teacher sent an email home saying he was talkative today and not really engaged in the class. So when I picked him up from school, I asked him as soon as he got in the car. Why did we have a problem today in class? The first thing he always say after looking lost and acting like he don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I wonder where he get that from. Hmm. Well, such and such asked me and I always stop him right there. I say, no. We're not going to bring nobody else in us. Whatever you did to contribute to the situation is on you. You did whatever you did because you wanted to. Do not blame anyone else. His story usually takes a different turn and the truth comes out. But I have to stay on him and let him know that you're responsible for your own actions. And according to those actions, there are rewards and there are consequences. Accountability also involves taking back your time. One thing that can derail us from our path is the people we allow to have access to us. Everybody shouldn't have access to you, especially if their energy is toxic and negative. This goes for friends, family, or whoever. A lot of people waste time on things and people that they hope would change. They wait and wait. 
give chance after chance, hoping they change. Once the pressure show you who they really are, believe them. If they're not beneficial to you, then remove yourself from the situation. Remove yourself from the relationship. See, what's going to happen is this. A lot of time we have passed, and they still going to be doing the same stuff they've been doing and still be the same person because that's who they are. You're going to end up wasting your time and then blaming them for wasting your time. But guess what? You will be wrong. It's not their fault that you wasted your time. It's your fault you wasted your time. Regardless of the premises they probably made to change, their actions spoke louder than their words, but you didn't believe them. So reclaim your time back and stop being accessible. Being accountable is also learning how to apologize. Learning to say, I'm sorry. To me, even saying my bad would suffice as an apology. My high school football coach used to hate us saying my bad. <laughs> when we used to mess up a play, miss a tackle, or just made a bad play, we would run back to the sidelines hitting our chest saying, my bad. I guess we made too many bad plays and mistakes because he was sick of hearing it. He would scream back, you're bad. You're bad. I know it's your bad. Who has bad would it be? <laughs> you guys kill me with that crap. Like saying my bad is supposed to solve everything. My bad, my bad. It's going to be my bad when your ass sitting on that bench. <laughs> that used to be too funny. I mean, what was supposed to say? I guess we were supposed to correct our mistakes and don't let it happen again. But if we would have said nothing, then he would have been all on us. And saying my bad was us avoiding that. I guess we was in a lose-lose situation. Good old Coach Taylor. But saying I'm sorry, my bad, or I apologize, not only show you taking responsibility, but it's you verbally acknowledging that you made a mistake or you were wrong. There are grown people, grown adults, who are prideful and refuse to apologize and admit they were wrong. I see it every day on social media. They say, well, I thought. Well, I thought isn't an apology. Well, I thought or I could have sworn. No, you were wrong. So apologize and move on. Another part of the mama mentality I want to highlight is the intense focus Kobe displayed. The type of focus where he zeroed and locked in on whatever he had his mindset on. That tunnel vision. All you see is your opponent, your goal, the finish line. It's like in a horse race where they place the blindness on the horse. They can't see what's beside them. They only focus on the path ahead. Locking in also deals with preparation. How do you prepare to meet your goal? 
Are you doing whatever it takes to make sure that you're ready for the battle? How you train and how you prepare will show when it's time to meet your goal. A lot of people lose focus because it gets too tough. It gets too hard. The level of discipline it takes is too much. Training is supposed to be uncomfortable. If your training is not, then you're not training. You're not growing. Yeah, it takes hard work and sacrifice to achieve things. But if you can endure the pain, you can enjoy the rewards. Having that intense focus means not ever quitting. Giving it your all. Knowing what you want and preparing yourself for that task. It's about paying attention to details and executing. The reason Kobe was a champion and an icon is because he possessed these traits on the court and in life. Very resilient. A champion of champions. Mamba. This week almost comes from Detroit's underground MC Ty Ferris. Ty is one of the Detroit's best and upcoming MCs. His new album, No Cosign, Just Cocaine 3, is the third installment of the series and this week's album of the week. The group of producers that worked on this album did an amazing job of giving us that Detroit feel. That grimy street sound with a dash of soap for samples mixed in on songs such as Black Mama Venom and Sunday Dirty Digs. <laughs> and Ty did what he do best and just carved each track bar by bar. This album is a showcase of lyricism with features from E.T.O., Flea Lord, Stu Bangers, and more. No Cosign, Just Cocaine 3 is self-explanatory. It's that drug talk, that street music. I don't promote the content, but I did enjoy the word playing the bars. If you don't like that grimy up north street music, then this might not be the album for you. But I definitely enjoyed it myself and recommend all true hip-hop fans to check it out. We have come to the end. And I enjoyed talking with y'all as we remember the greatest Laker ever, Kobe. Hope y'all have enjoyed listening as well. Don't forget to tell your family and your friends to subscribe and download Soul for Thoughts Podcast. And remember, after you finish the episode, to look to the right and tap the plus sign, the cloud, or the arrow to download each episode. Go back to older episodes and do the same thing if you need to. Y'all can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Soul for Thoughts Podcast. And until next time, keep those thoughts soulful. Love.